Welcome to our podcast. We are beloved daughters of Christ, and this is At The Well. So welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us for our first episode of At The Well. We're really excited that you've tuned in to listen to us. And we're just going to quickly introduce ourselves. My name is Rachel. And I'm Erica. And I'm Alex. And uh, so quickly to tell you how this all came about um, is we were really inspired by the Holy Spirit just through the three of us who work together in ministry, sharing our daily lives with one another, the joys and sorrows of living out our faith, and then the peace and support that we found that we were hoping we could share with others in their walk and in your walk. So we wanted to use this podcast as a way to journey with you and grow in faith, celebrate our femininity, and support each other in Catholic friendship. So we hope you'll join us for our episodes where each time we'll discuss a variety of topics that are close to our heart, and we hope that they will inspire and encourage and support you in your own journey. Okay, so let's get started. Like every other way we need to start is through prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask for your blessing today as we joyfully take on the mission that you have sent us on to start this podcast, uh, to reach our fellow brothers and sisters and those that are listening, to touch their hearts with our own experiences in life through your love and transformation within our own lives. We ask that you send the Holy Spirit forth and inspire us through our words and our actions and our hearts to really speak the truth, to be able to bring forward Um, what it is that you want us to say and inspire in others around us. We ask as well, through the intercession of our Mother Mary, that she, being our role model and our guide in this life, really grants us the grace to be able to enjoy the sisterhood and the fellowship um, that we experience through our conversations and through our our laughs and through all of the wonderful moments that you have planned out for us in our lives. Um, We ask as well, Lord, that you continue to help us to grow in our own faith, um, for us to learn the identity that you have placed in each one of us in our own unique way. And all of this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. That was beautiful. Amen. Thank you for leading us. So for today's episode, since it's our first podcast, we wanted to give you an introduction to the theme for our podcast, for the name of At The Well, and uh, therefore we wanted to focus it on the passage from the Gospel of John 
where Jesus encounters the Samaritan woman at the well. So we're going to read through the passage. I'll be reading it for you. And then we're all going to share a little insight about what touches our heart, because in an interesting way, when we were coming up with the title for the podcast, we came upon this fact that all of us had been touched by this story of encounter in different ways. And it was close to our heart for many different reasons. So if you're following along with me, we'll be reading from the fourth chapter of John. Now, when Jesus had learned that the Pharisees had heard Jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than John, although it was not Jesus himself, but his disciples who baptized, he left Judea and started back to Galilee but he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman asked him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well and with his sons and flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. The hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then, his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, What do you want, or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. 
she said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Okay, so there's, there's definitely a lot. It's a pretty loaded story. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely what strikes me as I, as I read it, and I have read it in the past many times, it's just that really neat line, very close to the onset of the conversation where Jesus is first speaking to the woman. And he says to her, if you knew the gift of God, and who is it, who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink. Um, I think he's really trying to capture her interest and her intrigue and say to her, if you only knew this gift. So we, we get the point from the story that this woman isn't in good standing, like she's got a past and society views her a particular way. And we, we get a li- little bit of that from the story with the with the five husbands and the one she's with is not her husband. But I think what's interesting is he's appealing to her and he's saying, maybe you've picked these things and you've made some choices because you didn't know the gift of God. And if you knew the greater gifts, you wouldn't have picked these. Um, so I think that really just touches touches my heart and uh, helps me focus on one of the definitions I, I heard for sin, just in its simplest form, is choosing a lesser good instead of God, who's the greater good. So I, it makes me think of how often do I do that? Do I just make choices before I knew God? And now do I make choices because I don't know the gift that God can bring me? Um, so it's just, it's just beautiful. And I can really, can really feel him speaking those words to me over and over again. What yeah. do you girls think? Thanks, Erica. I do. I actually, I see um, very similarly to what you're seeing in terms of, you know, really making it, it, it's a moment in this story where you kind of reflect on your own choices as well. And it really humbles you into thinking about all those times that you thought that you were planning your own life and making the decisions your way. And then it really makes you realize that you've, sometimes we have a very narrow view of, of what is really good. And, you know, our, our view of what is good in that moment is based Mm -hmm. on what we know up until that moment. Mm -hmm. But Jesus comes into our life and he almost just instantly like broadens that view and all of a sudden there's so much more to see uh and you question what you've ever known before right right. and he he kind of puts you in this place where you're like oh wait a second like yeah like maybe I don't know everything and it's a very humbling moment and and then you realize that I could I could actually do something different whereas before it might have seemed like that was the only possible path that you were on 
Yeah, there's definitely this this narrowness that he's he's drawing out in her. Like you've picked these things and you've done these things because you had a very narrow vision. You didn't know what was higher. And I know I know it sounds cheesy, but uh, it does make me also think about maybe just a show I was watching um, recently. I think it was This Is Us, yeah. And uh, in, in one <laughs> of the episodes, <laughs> yeah, in one of the episodes. Hope I don't give anything away now if you're not caught up to season four. I'm not caught up. <laughs> well, I don't think this will give too much That's away. Okay. No, it's but okay. There's a female character, believe it or that, who's with her mother. And uh, there's a flashback to her teenage years. And she's just with this guy. And you could tell this guy's not good for her. And her mom wants her to see it. And I think at one point, like her mom just confronts her. Like, Why are you with this guy? You know, you know, you know how he treats you. And he's got anger problems. He's not good for you. And she says something so beautiful where she's like, you don't, you don't get it, do you? Like, he's the only one. Open your eyes. He's the only one who's ever taken an interest in me. Um, and so it's so interesting like that. That's her boyfriend. But she's kind of also saying he's the default. There's been such a narrow selection of choice mm-hmm. that can you really blame me? Like, this is the good I've picked from the goods that I've known, which sound like in terms of her love life, she's saying she's known very few goods. So I don't know, in a weird way, it made me think of this woman, myself, (laughs) definitely my own choices. Um, Hope that makes sense, yeah. And that longing to be known, right? It's like we all have that. To be known and loved, yeah. Right. And then Jesus comes in and it's like, all of a sudden, you know something different. All of a sudden, you get a sense from the way he's talking to you that you don't know anything and that Mm -hmm. he's going to somehow change your life in this encounter. And I think that's in that moment, I know personally, it just, there, there is a, a definite time in my life where I can remember, especially um, having a reversion to the faith after being a cradle Catholic, really not really having a deep faith until much later in life. Mm-hmm. It's like in that moment where he finally grabbed me and said like, Rachel, what are you doing with your life? Like, mm-hmm. Don't you see mm-hmm. what I want to give you? Don't you see what I, I plan for you? And, and then from that moment, all of a sudden, your eyes being opened, you see, you know, the sins of your past and what you're doing in the current moment and how that you're not really understanding your freedom um, to be able to love in a different way. And then Jesus meets you there. He speaks to your heart. And then all of a sudden, he sends you on a completely different path just like he sends this woman on a completely different path to the point that she leaves that jug behind. She mm-hmm. leaves her past behind. She gets up and immediately goes on this mission and then immediately leaves behind what seems to be, you know, an older path in a wrong way of living to this new path of understanding. Now he's given her an identity and he's saying to her, this is who you are. This is who you are, my daughter. And, and go go and speak the truth now right absolutely leave the water jar that's what it that's what yeah. it represents definitely yeah. and that trust right that encounter that you were talking about of him speaking with her i think him starting with give me a drink is his way of like knowing her and every hair on her head is knowing her what she needs to hear in order to engage in that dialogue with her and through like her questioning through them speaking she learns that like slowly she can trust him and then truly like who he is and what that means 
And I think I, mm-hmm. yeah, I really felt strongly pulled towards that is that um, throughout all of our lives, I think it's clear we're all cradle Catholics and have, you know, different stories of how the Lord touched our hearts and really brought us back to him because um, we were straight away and we're farther than we realized. And then he, he comes and gives this eternal water to us and that gushing forth that spring that he mentioned I was just like thinking that this is what we're hoping to like go forward with this podcast right trusting in him whatever he's given us trusting in him to work through us to speak with others and not bury ourselves but to reach out whether we're comfortable with it or not it's not about us it's about him and helping others to trust and know him and know that deep love and leaving that jug leaving those past things in your lives, in our lives behind, trusting to leave that jug because you know that there is more um, to come and there is um, a much better journey that may be a narrow path, but it's worth it. And I think even the fact that her going back into her city where she's completely known, right? Coming alone at the time of day, she's coming on purpose to be alone and isolated because of how she's viewed in that society. And she doesn't want to be with anyone. And also she's just not viewed as being able to really have true friendship with people. And then going back, knowing that they still view her the way they still view her because they don't know about Jesus yet and his forgiveness and mercy. So even her bringing that back to them, I think also kind of reminded me of even just coming back to St. Barnabas Parish because I grew up there and part of my story was I just fully left at a point um, and I really struggled in my faith. And I think I relate to her in coming back where it's like, oh man, I lived so differently because I just did not know God's love at all. And it just kind of resonates where I was just like, all right, well, I'm, I'm back home, right? But I'm truly home and have a deeper understanding of that love or a more true understanding and trust that we're constantly called to have a conversion of trust in our hearts for him because it's not just a one-time thing where it's like okay like I trust you and this it's like everything in life whether it's a season of joy or suffering or whatever it may be it's like calling to a conversion of your heart to truly trust in him no matter what state you are in. Um, yeah, well, that's beautiful. I like just now when you said the, you just, you just didn't know God's love. And I guess that's, she's even there. Like she's empty. She has an empty jar, but um, that I guess he's trying to show her, you can't keep going to this well, like this is an empty well, and I'm going to mm-hmm. give you what really actually satisfies yeah, so it's and like she the questions first him. <laughs> no, it's like, wait, but, <laughs> wait, but no, wait, but, and he's like, yeah, listen, listen, girl, I know you, I love you. <laughs> yeah, and she's definitely trying to get to the bottom of like, where are you coming from? Is this, like, is this a Samaritan and Jewish thing? Is this a dispute about where we should worship? Because you know, like, she's like, is this a historical <laughs> statement? Like, you know, there's all this questioning for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really well said, Alex. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, one thing that struck me this time around when we read it, because we've read it a few times now, right? And so um, Jesus explains to her that you worship what you do not know. Like she, she just knew God as some um, almost further distant God that belonged to Jacob and his Mm -hmm. family and some historical God 
almost in in her view Mm -hmm. and then it's you know jesus saying like you don't even know who it is that you're worshiping you don't know him he then tells her i'm him like i am me yeah and this is who i am right and now you know and Mm -hmm. this is this is a moment of transformation but again to alex's point it's also a moment of trust because she could still at this point say I don't know you, you know, and you know, you're not him, right? But she does, like she actually starts to believe and, and this, this is where that conversion starts to happen. But yeah, like I, that's the part, I don't know. I just, for me this time around, it's like that knowing, knowing who you are, knowing who he is Mm -hmm. and that identity that we so longingly look for. If you don't know, now you know. I like that it's a gradual revelation. So like he goes off of what she knows. She knows about Jacob. She knows these things, but then he unfolds it. And I like what you said just now. He said it, like he brings the choice element into it. You still have a choice, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. have to trust. Um, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I think, um, I think we drew out real gems from that, to, from that passage and also got to introduce our listeners a little bit to what struck us about this gospel and why we even chose it for the name of our podcast because we definitely see ourselves in many ways as as being at the well in some ways we've had a dynamic transformation but we're we're still looking to be transformed and to grow with him and to have a deeper deeper encounter what will really be life-giving and what will be empty so so thank you ladies for that insight i think as we just get to the end of our podcast we wanted to do something unique that i think alex is going to explain a bit more Mm, yeah so we're gonna end all of our podcasts just with what we're calling right now a god incident of the week so really just how he touched your heart throughout the week or whether it be through prayer through others um yeah so we're calling it a god incident for now may change, may stay the same. Uh, So I'll start with mine. For me this week, I just found such peace and support in my Trini mom. So my mother-in-law, she just is such a supportive, um, amazing, strong woman. And um, in speaking with her this week through, thankfully, Skype, we figured it out. Yeah, I just found such consolation and felt like God's love through her. And so, yeah, I'm just very grateful for that. And yeah, that, that would be mine for this week. <laughs> I think, okay, I'll go. Um, I think I was maybe for the past two weeks, I was thinking about just the, the changes that have happened for everyone and the adjustments that have happened since quarantine that I've noticed that God has really forced me out of my comfort zones but then still found a way to help me have great consolation in the things that really matter. So earlier, maybe I was the kind of person, I know for sure, actually, I was the kind of person that had to go out every day. And I guess if you told me that there were days in a row where I couldn't go out, I'd see that as a prison or staying inside or be horrible. Um, But then there's been obviously now weeks at a time um, where there's been several days in a row I couldn't go out, maybe minus the bare minimum. And he's helped me see really joy in the simplicity of, what I can have. And yesterday, for the first time ever, I got to see a, a Zoom wedding uh, or a live stream wedding. And it was just really beautiful even to see the couple, you know, with the bare minimum, like two people, a priest and two witnesses. They were definitely forced out of their comfort zone, but they were forced to look at 
what really mattered. So I think that was just really nice to see. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. And like kind of going with what Alex mentioned earlier in her God incident of just having um, an experience of motherly love, you know, as it is the month of Mary in May, now that we're in the month of May. And I guess my God incident is being able to witness um, Cardinal Collins in the Archdiocese of Toronto, um, consecrating us to her immaculate yeah. heart and, mm -hmm. and, you know, really seeing the bishops in the United States and Canada really coming together to do that together. I thought it was just such a beautiful thing um, to witness and be a part of. And so that was, you know, my God incident of the week. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So, and I think uh, what Rachel just said will be a perfect way to introduce how, how we want to have our closing prayer each podcast, uh, which will be just a reminder of how we can look to Mary as our model of, um, of motherhood and of femininity. So we'll end with a Hail Mary and pray together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Holy Mary Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Episode one, all done. Y'all gonna join us for the next one! <laughs> Until we meet again. Okay. Signing off, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. God bless.